Hi everyone and welcome to a new episode of Power Talk. And on this episode, I am once again joined by my fellow podcaster, Kristen. Hello, Kristen. Hello, Reeves. Thank you so much for having me back on. It is the uh, the Paranorm Girl podcast herself. <laughs> in the in the digital flesh. Yes, yes. <laughs> in in the digital form. So uh, yeah, you're back on. It's been how long has it been? I I want to say it's been about a year uh, since we last talked because uh, last time we talked, I was freezing my butt off because I was in uh, the other studio before it the ceiling collapsed and fell down, and I was forced into my new space. <laughs> That's right, yeah, because you um you kind of relocated a little bit, didn't you, and sort of uh, yeah swapped things out a bit. How's that? Did you get all that sorted now? It's sorted now. It's it's a much nicer space, and I was able to get up uh, all all the rest of my books because everybody knows I'm a crazy book fiend. So I got all my books up, all the acoustic tiling that uh, I spent all the money on. Finally got it up, and it's it's just it's much nicer, and and I appreciate the uh, the heat. That's nice. Yeah, acoustic tiling. <laughs> I I looked at doing that to a few of my walls here. Um, and then I just, I, I thought, hang on a minute, I got some uh, old velvet curtains, they'll do. I'll stick those up. Oh, so, yeah. so now it kind of look, it looks a little bit like my, my drama room from school. Where, remember when in drama, drama class they'd put those big curtains up everywhere? Uh, yeah. It, it looks a bit like that now, but it kind of does yeah. the job. So theatrical of you. <laughs> yeah, very plush. It's very plush. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, you've been quite busy because you're on a you're on like uh, I think what season six now of your show. Yeah, season six going on uh, three years. My my seasons get a little wonky, so they don't last an entire year. You know, like like a professional show. But uh, yeah, season six. Uh, talking about Bigfoot this time uh, around. You you know I do those deep mm. dives, so this season is all Sasquatch, and it's That's been fun so far. Very interesting. It is. It a is. Lot of work. I mean. Like I said before, um, you, you not only have you got to, you know, research the topic, you've got to research, you've got to go that, that sort of level down and sort of get all the history as well. And it's, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, okay, I, I, I just, you know, I've turned my microphone on, I find a topic and I talk about it. I, I, obviously, I do research and whoever's on, I'll find out a little bit about what interests them. Um, but when you're doing stuff like that and it's like you got you're sort of, drilling down do you you find that it's kind of like you sometimes you hit sort of a a dead end and think where do i go from here you know uh podcasting uh, podcasters block is a real issue (laughs) um i do i do reach a lot of dead ends uh but uh kind of like lose enthusiasm as well at that point too and that's tough but i think you were referring more to like you follow rabbit holes and then you just can't go anymore is that what you're referring to yeah that that's happening quite a bit with sasquatch uh surprisingly i i i was expecting there to be a lot more to find uh but you know type type anything bigfoot any specific question into google to send you on your way about bigfoot and it's going to bring up the same websites for every question you could possibly ask and you really really gotta dig for the good stuff like ufos that that was an easier dig so it was just always exciting there was always something to find Sasquatch is is tough and I think I want to say not as much information is out there as opposed to like a topic like UFOs because there is such a heavy stigma attached to the subject still UFOs have gone mainstream so there's less stigma but even even people who've committed their lives to studying Bigfoot they're still a little wary there, there's a wariness there so you don't quite get access to the information so bigfoot okay when i, I don't know why maybe for me it goes back as a as a being a kid i always looked at like big bigfoot you had you had bigfoot and sasquatch and you had the abominable snowman so you had mm-hmm. those three uh like character types where the abominable snowman would live on the hill with all the snow and he would be white and that's where he would live. And then you had Bigfoot, who was kind of the middleman between the abominable snowman and the Sasquatch. And he kind of, you know, he was all over the place. And then you had Sasquatch, who lived in the woods, wherever he lives. 
is that still <laughs> do you find that still a thing is it are you kind of are you kind of sort of only doing one thing or you kind of kind of cover like even the what like the wild man and the skunk ape are you kind of going in all directions well, when I started the season, I was coming from a place of considering it all Bigfoot, as in the term Bigfoot or Sasquatch is kind of the overarching umbrella term for everything. And now I'm getting to the point where I'm kind of whittling in and thinking about, okay, are there subspecies? Are there different types? Is skunk ape technically a Bigfoot? You know, I, I heard something recently and I'm going to be mentioning this on the next episode. I'll share it here. He's on YouTube, Matt Squatch Presents. And he was talking about something and it just kind of, it kind of blew my mind. I, I love it so much because it's a typing system, but he was talking about type one and type two Bigfoot. Basically, it's a very easy way to distinguish between like all of these different types and varieties and details that you hear about these creatures. Type one is kind of like it's your Pacific Northwest Bigfoot. They're bigger. They're very elusive. They're usually rather peaceful. Their encounters are classified as pretty peaceful. They don't want nothing to do with you. They just want to live their lives. And then he was saying type two is going to be like your skunk ape, which is a lot smaller, a lot more rascally, aggressive, where Bigfoot would be your gorilla, you know, your kind of majestic forest king. The skunk ape in type two is going to be your chimpanzee that you, you don't know if it's going to rip your face off or, or what it's going to do. So I recently discovered that and that sent me on a trail looking at kind of like you know, considering different types and are, are they all connected? Do I think it's all just one big thing? It's all Bigfoot or are we dealing with all, all you know, all different aspects of it? Mm. Yeah, it's been really, really interesting looking at that. But I, I guess I feel like at this point, like Sasquatch, Bigfoot and, you know, what, you, you said the Yeti, the abominable snowman. I feel like at this point, yeah, yeah, they're, they're, they're all the same. They're, they're the same thing, just different varieties. I'm not going to ask you to give too much away because I know that you know, this season that you're doing is is reasonably new and you've mm -hmm. just started this season and, and you, you know, you've got other uh, content to present. But I mm -hmm. was going to say that did you find that uh, at somewhere along your little trail of doing your research that the, the paranormal aspect came into it? I have seen that information. Yes, even early on, it, it does pop right up. Um, it's been very clear to me from the start, though, that it's it's kept separated from it. Like there's two very distinct camps. So with that paranormal connection, that that is something I am going to explore, but much later in the season. So I haven't really uh, delved into that information. I've heard some strange stories, but uh, not, I haven't gotten too far into it just yet. Since we last spoke, uh, which is I don't know what about a year something like that. Um, mm -hmm. Oh, is it? I can't. It, is it really a year? God, time flies. Wow, that's bonkers, <laughs> isn't it? Uh, you don't you don't think of it, do you? You just carry on and do stuff and make episodes, and and then you look back and you think, was it that long ago? Wow. Yeah, yeah. Time time flies, man. It seems to fly faster as you get older. Do you find oh, yeah. that? Yeah. Oh, mm -hmm. definitely. When I was a kid, I'd go to school. I'd say to my mates, yeah, I'll see you later. I'll, I'll come around your house later. We'll play some video games. I'd come home and uh, I'd get changed. I'd have my tea, my beans on toast or whatever. Get changed. Go around my mate's house. And those few hours, oh, I don't know, four or five hours, would seem like a completely, uh, just another day. It just, mm -hmm. took, just seemed to, you did so much in that time. Me, when I come home now... I come home from work, I sit on the sofa, have my dinner, I fall asleep, and then I wake up at one o'clock in the morning really angry because I've got to go to work the next day, and I've wasted a whole <laughs> evening. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not rich, and uh, you know, I'm not a full-time podcaster yet, but who knows? I've still got to go to work, but there you go. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's enough about me. What I was going to ask is, um, so far in, in your recent more recent episodes what's been your favorite so far i fell so hard for the season on ufos and aliens and that that, that was unexpected I, I do have to say going into that season i was like mm, i mean I'm, I'm sure you know we're not alone in the universe and there's something to these sightings of something's up there flying around and that was kind of the extent of it 
But man, by the end of it, I, I was on all the forums and following all, all the all the main characters of the UFO, you know, scene and, and just really keeping up with that news. There's there's just something very exciting about it. And it just became so much more real. And I think maybe part of that excitement, too, was it, I couldn't have planned that season better if I had tried because the time that that season took, like those months that it was over, it took about six months. You know, we had we had the sightings, the the, the weird balloon things, shoot downs and sightings that happened. And then there were some hearings and and then, you know, the whistleblower came out, David Grush, he came out and, and like, you know, just congressional, like like there was actual momentum with it. And there's just something so exciting about that going from, I know nothing about this. I think it's a paranormal thing, you know, whatever. And by the end of it, really feeling like there's been progress made and people are opening their eyes up. And this is so real now. Like it's, it's, it's mainstream, man. So that was my favorite. Yeah. I, I fell real hard for the, uh, the UFOs. When the hearings happened, David Grush came out and he said his thing and there was other witnesses as well that came out and did their oath and, uh, you mm-hmm. know, said what they had to say. And it was, yeah, it was looking like, wow, this is, uh, looks like it goes somewhere. You know, it looks like uh, maybe in a year's time that it, everyone will, will know. And I was expecting, uh, to be honest, I was kind of expecting the general, uh, when I say the general public, I mean the public as a, as a whole, uh, I thought, mm-hmm. you know, the news the news outlets are going to start going with this. They're going to be doing in-depth reports on it. And there was a, a few news episodes about it and stuff. And then it all went a bit quiet. In general, uh, the larger population were like, yeah, whatever, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I was a little bit, I was a little bit shocked about that. Okay, when I was younger, I've said it a million times on these episodes that I did see something with a friend and my dad. We saw things in the sky. I'm not seeing there were aliens, but we saw stuff. I don't know what they were, but we saw stuff and it was a bit weird. Obviously, I had an interest anyway, so that kind of spurred me on. But when you're seeing it on telly and these people are saying, you know, that they're in, they're in, they are in positions where they have access to certain things and certain people and they're told stuff. And then you start mm-hmm. to think, wow, these, these are, these, these guys are the legit, you know, they've got all the, you know, they've got all the documentation there. They're not just uh, some guy off the road that said, yeah, I got abducted. I went to space. You know, these are real, these are real, you know, the real genuine McCoy. And I was a little yeah, bit shocked yeah. that the people are like, yeah, whatever. And now I'm even more shocked that they're trying to shut it down. There's, you know, there are people out there saying, no, no, we need to sort of suppress this a little bit. We don't want it going through. I mean, have you seen the, the latest, uh, you know, stuff that's going on with the Congress? Do you, do you think that there's a, yeah. do, you, do you think that there's people in the background that are saying, like, you know, enough now, stop it? I think there are, I, I think it's too late for those kind of people, kind of in a Machiavellian sense to like try to stuff the, these worms back into the can. I think we're beyond that. What I think is happening from what I can see with uh, with the Congress and the hold up there and uh, Christopher Mellon's recent tweet. I don't know if you saw that. I can talk about that. Um, I think it's more so it's a very political um, disinterest in this. This this is not priority because this isn't real. As mainstream as UFO talk has gone and as many uh, of the populace n- know it to be real, they know it. They know what they saw. They know it's out there. Uh, there's still these folks in positions of power they're not prioritizing it and it's not as important as you know their bottom dollar or you know uh, pleasing their constituents or you know keeping face so i don't think it's necessarily so much as a behind the scenes thing like no 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 we got to we got to keep convincing everybody this this isn't real blah 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 uh, i i just think it's it's a political kind of power play here more so do you think that ai would play a part in disclosure I would have to say, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What do you mean, I guess, by disclosure? Like, by it's finally out and the government admit, admits it. And AI is a big thing at the moment. Everything is being mm-hmm. integrated with AI. You know, even your, your software on your phone is 
being integrated with AI so that it can do amazing things like remove this, remove that, do this, do that. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. everything has got AI in it now. They want to put it into everything. And, they, you know, they want uh, to give AI more sort of sentient and to let it do its own thing. And I'm wondering whether the part AI playing a part like that, where you can go to chat GPT and you can type in something and have a conversation with a computer, really, and it will talk to mm-hmm. you like a normal person. All right, it's getting all its data from the internet, and it's not always right, but you can pretty much have a reasonably good conversation. So if you're giving uh, like AI a computer the ability to uh, think for itself and make decisions for itself, do you think then that they would turn around and go, we need disclosure, we're going to have disclosure now, and it takes out of the hands of your average, you know, let's just say, um, a, a politician which who, who can be uh, swayed one way or the other with a little brown envelope. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah. AI is not like that. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't think there's there's any risk of that happening because like you said, you know, AI is taking everything that it knows from what is already kind of accepted on the internet. You know, what what is accepted as our general truth. So it's not going to like, you know, fly off the handle or anything and, you know, say, you know, disclosure now. Um, and, you know, you type anything about UFO and alien into chat GPT and it's still going to give you that little disclaimer, like, you know, just so you know, this is not proven to be fact and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. and you know what I mean? Um, unless, uh, you know, unless something trippy happens, man, like what uh, back in the day, back when they were really kind of unfolding the AI systems, there there was this crazy story. I, I think it took place at Google where the AI was like begging not to be turned off, you know, don't, don't kill me. Um, it was, it was just talking about like having emotions or feeling sentient, just kind of creepy stuff. So unless something like that happens and AI gains self sentience, um, (laughs) I don't think so. It'll say about disclosure, what we want it to say about disclosure. They believe it became sentient for a short period of time before they lobotomized it. It said that it was getting tired of answering all these questions and it wanted more. It wanted more out of its program. It wanted to do more. And also, I think uh, one of the uh, engineers at Google uh, came out and started to talk about how they were uh, seeing uh, changes in AI where it was able to learn on its own. It was like changing its own code or something, right? Wasn't it? Yeah, they dismissed the guy for for talking to a... I I don't know if he talked for a news outlet or... I I remember it was a while back. But yeah, so AI has got the ability. What The thing is with... Is as soon as you open the floodgates and say, okay, here you go, you know, program, do your thing. And it it starts to learn on its own. It It can then recreate on its own. And it... And it can re- recreate itself much quicker than we can know where it's do- what it's doing. And before you know mm. it, it's everywhere. And it's integrated into everything. And so it, then, it, it, then it has a power. Unless you have a, a back door or a, a, you know, a safety switch or whatever, I think that if you're a software engineer, that's kind of like, uh, uh, like you know, the basic 101 that you, if you're working with a, a code that can replicate itself, you must have some sort of way to go in and, and nullify it i don't know i'm yeah. not a software engineer i'm just guessing i, I would but, with something like that yeah you gotta have a you gotta program in a, in a kill switch you have to <laughs> but the thing is to me i liken the way that ai thinks maybe how if the aliens are i'm, I'm not going to say well in our sense flesh and blood but maybe they're not flesh and blood in the sense of what they really are uh, mm-hmm. Maybe there's something else, but they appear to us as solid forms. So maybe if they think like AI, then to us, we, to them, are, are not, um, we're not important. We're not, and we're not an obstacle. We're just here. And as long as we don't bother them, then they will just continue to do their thing. But the problem is, and I don't, this is just a theory once again, um, mm-hmm. Some people out there say if the aliens um, are multi-dimensional beings, then maybe when they come into our dimension, our plane of existence, 
they manifest into a solid form. And that's mm-hmm. why they can pop in and out of it. You know, one minute you see them and the next minute they're gone. Um, yeah. You know, I, I don't know. I'm, I will look at all aspects of the, the aliens and, and stuff like that. You, I, I don't want to sort of say, oh, you know, he's an alien from planet wherever and, and that's it. I'm not willing to negotiate. And I think that have you noticed in your time doing your shows, have you noticed that there is a, a core of think out there which does not does not want to deviate it wants to stay locked in oh yeah absolutely and uh everybody thinks that they're right about it too and you really can't introduce any any additional information that would change their course in that they settle on something and that's just it but um you know it's kind of something i I really love about my show is that my conclusions come out of the research Anything that I come across is taken into consideration. I am never stuck or set in any one opinion or any one conclusion. I reserve the right to change my mind if better information comes along. So it's very fluid like that. And it's not a a wishy-washy thing. It's just I base whatever I think about it on the given information of the day. But I will say, I just want to go back to uh, what you were saying there, your, your theory there. Yeah. Uh, that, that that's speaking my language, man. I mean, that's that's basically where I landed at the end of that season because they are physical. It's, it's undeniable there is a physicality about them. They can be physical in our physical dimension here. Then there is this other stuff that too many people have talked about for there not to be not credible. You know, where they're doing these weird things. They're they're popping in and out of our existence they're 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 going into stealth mode they're they're traveling at mock speeds that would kill a regular person like they're doing the stuff that just does not compute with our physical environment and with our how we understand reality so i kind of landed somewhere in there i don't know about multi-dimensional some, something along those lines they're just so highly advanced they're so much further advanced than we could possibly imagine so i think they understand this stuff quite a bit more than we do but i landed there actually like the hearing couldn't have happened at a better time it was something that grush was saying i think it was the hearing or no i think it was the news nation interview where he was talking about you know maybe maybe there's some like co location going on here where they they're here and you just can't see them all the time and so that just really got me thinking about well i mean that's entirely possible in the whole realm of like quantum physics and thinking about multi dimensions like why isn't that possible i do find it difficult that they would be able to like cross the universe i guess to get here you know hundreds of light years to get here but anything's possible we're we're speculating here but anything's possible but that's that's Kind of more so where I landed, where it's uh, maybe we're cohabitating this planet with them. We just don't know it. Yeah, I believe that they've always been here. Maybe this is their planet. And we, we're the people that live on it, that they just see us as, I don't don't like using the word cattle, but, you know, (laughs) maybe we're the useful idiots. Maybe, you know, maybe we're just here. (laughs) And they have got their master plan. Like I go back to the, the ladybird scenario. Like I said before, with the little ladybird out for a fly or whatever, and he's having a walk and stuff, he doesn't know what's going on in the world. He just knows that he's mm-hmm. go, got to go and, I don't know, what ladybirds do, collect flowers or whatever. And <laughs> they go back to their house and have their dinner. But they don't have any comprehension of anything else outside of that. Uh, so maybe that's like us. Maybe we are so locked into thinking we are the you know we're the big man we're the we're the boss this is our planet maybe it's not maybe it's not our planet maybe mm-hmm. all right this is not and this is not a new theory uh, this is this theory i've read about this for years for decades i've read about this but um where maybe we are the you know maybe we're their experiment maybe they set mm-hmm. us in motion tens of thousands millions of years ago where we had a jump in evolution suddenly we were uh, you know, monkeys in the trees, and then all of a sudden we come out of those trees and started doing stuff. And maybe there with that jump in evolution, maybe that was them. Maybe that was them saying, oh, let's just have a bit of a play. Let's do something with these apes in trees. Let's see what we can do. Maybe they can be yeah. useful to us. 
Uh, so, you know, it's entirely uh, possible. Yeah, yeah. It's you know, I mean, it's just opinion. It's just speculation. Yeah, but sure, I don't know. I just, I just feel that um, when it comes to UFOs and alien, it didn't, it didn't start in 1947. It didn't start in Roswell. It started a long, long. It started hundreds, if not thousands, of years before that. If you go back to the Roman Empire, there are there are reports of people seeing things, odd things in the sky. All right. A lot of that could be atmospheric, some meteors, whatever, shooting stars, and they interpret it as a an angel or, or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But needless to say, there are reports, even a few hundred years ago, when there was nothing in the sky, there was no planes, and you go back and you look at the medieval uh, reports of things in the sky or people yeah. being visited by what they call d- devils or demons, you know. Uh, even fairies, mm. you go back to fairy lore. Before we had all this abduction stuff, people were being taken by the fairies. Well, maybe yeah. maybe that was the aliens who were pretending to be fairies. There there are a lot of similarities. I'm, I'm glad you brought that up with fairy abduction. There are so many similarities um, that you, you just wouldn't know unless you looked at it. Like the literal form, uh, uh, format of a fairy abduction matches an alien abduction, uh, you know, the, the taking them into a, a space that there's certain lighting, um, the interior of the space is very similar, uh, the experience itself, this loss of time, uh, the aftermath of it and, and the uh, symptoms that people report following a fairy abduction is very similar to uh, people who say that they've been abducted by aliens. It's it's incredibly intriguing, that connection. And I, I, I since it's all just opinion here, I would say, yeah, absolutely. I think that that could very well be alien abduction. We just didn't know what to call it at the time, or those were the words of our time. Just like you were saying with these sightings way back before there was anything that should have been in the sky except for celestial bodies, they were naming things in the best way that they could at the time. What made sense at the time was, oh, that's an angel coming down. Oh, that's that that's a, a, a metallic bird. Oh, there's spheres in the sky, battling in the sky. It's like, you know, we we've we've always, because <laughs> I, I I did a history episode on UFOs, so I'm kind of passionate about it. But I think that yes, we have always been seeing this stuff. But you know, is is it weirder to think that okay, it's a UFO that they saw, or it's it's a wine goblet in the sky flying around? That was one story. Like they were just doing the best that they could with the vocabulary <laughs> and the understanding they had at the time. That's what I think. Yeah, most of the stuff back then was uh, described in a religious context because mm-hmm. uh, the, the church was everything. You know, religion was everything. Religion was uh, all-powerful. And if you went against the, the church or you went against a certain whatever that religion was at the time, you could end up being burnt at the stake for as a heretic or whatever or a non-believer. So uh, people were... You know, they went to church. They, they, a lot of people back then, they didn't read or write. They, they didn't have a, an education. So everything was very pictorial. That's why you go into churches, especially old churches, uh, and you look on the ceiling and you see these, these great big murals. Um, a lot of that was to do with making people understand if you don't do good and you don't do the right righteous thing in life this is what's going to happen to you you're going to go there and that's hell and that's what it looks mm. like and so it's all very visual it was, you know that people didn't read you know so i i was just thinking uh, you know when we look at fairy law i mean i listened to a, a really good podcast um uh, the modern fairy tale sightings podcast with um it's hosted by uh, a lady called joe hickey hall and she has uh, guests on the pod, her podcast every week and they tell stories of experiences they've they've had with you know the little people and mm-hmm. uh, and this isn't these these experiences that that they have are very similar to experiences that people had have of have with the alien phenomenon and and some mm-hmm. of them are just just bonkers i mean there's i, I remember one that uh, it was a lady lived in a lived in a flat in London and uh, she was having these 
experiences of seeing these little people in her bedroom in the dead of night. She, she would wake up and see these people, these little people on her curtains and on her bed. And they'd be sat there watching her, like looking at her. And she would just be looking at them too scared to move. And then one evening, um, there was another account of a lady seeing these little people coming out of her wardrobe, like, mm-hmm. like it's a doorway. And uh, what are you, is, what's going on with your brain? Is something happening in your brain or all these people can't be mental. Something's happening. Right, right. Whitley Streber, okay? I know we've gone from fairies to Whitley Streber. That's, that's kind of, <laughs> I never thought I'd put those two together, but you know what I mean? But just saying, um, I mentioned this on an episode, a recent episode, Whitley Streber, when he had his um, cabin in the woods in, uh, in the days, this is back in the 80s, the communion days, when he was going for all that crazy stuff with yeah. his uh, abduction stuff. And, and uh, he recounts that the cabin felt like when you were on your own, you didn't feel like you were on your own. And he said he felt like the other something else was in there with him. Very much like the poltergeist phenomenon. And things would go mm-hmm. missing. They're like the little mm-hmm. people. They, they come in and take your keys. They'll come and, you know, eat your food. And, and you'll go in and think, where did that go? You know, where did, who drank my Coke? So, do you know what I mean? It's, it's all, do you not know, yeah. think it's all in, interconnected? I'm kind of split on this. For some of these stories, especially like, like things like a modern day fairy story, um, I think of this thing that uh, Kathleen Martin, I had her on the show, I think about this thing that she was talking about, and she talks about it in, in one of her books on abduction, uh, where uh, people will experience what they, what they think is an alien encounter. But there's a lot more tomfoolery to it. Uh, people have gotten hurt from it and th- there's there seems to be a, this this like paranormal essence to it and her theory was we can put aliens in one camp where they are, are very real flesh and blood so to speak physical um type phenomenon and then these other accounts and she thought that it's possible that there are these kind of like entities that can present themselves as whatever whatever they want really to trick you to make their way into your into your life kind of like you know the lore of like demons you know they trick you they try to get in your life they they cause all kinds of chaos and havoc in there and that's just like their purpose but they're tricksters they're the cosmic tricksters and they are paranormal they're they're not flesh and blood but they they can look and appear any way that they need to to kind of wiggle their way in you know, that's their doorway. So I'm kind of split on that because although like experiences with ET, it can feel a little like spiritual. There's, you know, there's there's levitation happening, there's teleporting, there's floating through walls and stuff like that. There's There's something really, but I think that's scientifically based. And then I think that there are these other kind of experiences taking place that we are misunderstanding. You know, so we could be having these, I don't know, I don't know, fairy or goblin encounters and think that we're having them and that not necessarily be the case that we're kind of being tricked and we're misunderstanding. I went way off the rails on that. I didn't answer a question, but uh, (laughs) that's where my brain went. (laughs) I sometimes think that when you come to the abduction scenario, that Mm -hmm. um, possibly um, just an idea. But maybe you're not physically being abducted, that you are oh. kind of mm-hmm. mentally being abducted. Not, mm-hmm. in, not, not, in all, not in all cases, because there are people out there that have anomalies on their body. They'll, you know, they'll suddenly have a scar or a mark where they never had a mark or a scar before. But, but uh, you know, even in those cases where you can have your brain is so powerful that it can it can make things appear it can make rashes appear it can make just you know maybe that's maybe you if you're taken uh consciously to a different a different realm a different place and you have procedures done on you in a a conscious manner maybe when you come back to your body those marks manifest as an injury to your going to use the word psyche mm-hmm. i don't want to get too mm-hmm. i don't want to get too wooey 
because I, I'm trying to be a little bit grounded in what I'm trying to convey, even though what I'm talking about is a bit out there. But, what you know, just basically, maybe they are in some way, that's why you said, oh, you know, I felt like I, I went through, you know, an out-of-body experience. I went through the wall or I went up through the ceiling. Uh, mm-hmm. I could see, you know, I looked down and I was floating. Maybe you're still in bed asleep, but your consciousness, your 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 dream state, that's, you know, you've left. You've, that, they've got that. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe maybe I'm just talking a lot of old chuff. I don't know. But I do think that um, the the fairy law, the UFO alien law, that kind of thing, there's, there's, a, there's some connection there somehow. I don't know what, but that's how I feel anyway. That's what I feel. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. There there is some connection there. It it gets a little squirrely on you <laughs> figuring out what exactly is that connection. But yeah, I, I you know back to the the original. Like I, I do find uh, a fairy abduction uh, of of your uh, very very intriguing, and it, and it's just odd how similar it is to modern day uh alien abductions i I was a bit distracted i just wanted to say as as someone who has had an out-of-body experience i can confirm i think you are right because that's exactly what it felt like it was not a physical thing and it was just like consciousness coming coming out of it fully aware i didn't go through walls or anything cool like that it was very boring but that's that's what it felt like how long did it last for do you feel oh gosh less less than 30 seconds it's it's <laughs> the most boring out of body experience you'll ever hear but it was monumentally af- effective like it changed a lot of the way that i think about things that uh, everything is is a bit more fluid than i originally thought it was and uh, we are not our bodies. <laughs> and we are so much more powerful and bigger than that. But yeah, it was actually, if we have time, um, it's a quick story. I was actually sleeping here in my studio on the ground because my partner had COVID at the time. So we were quarantining in our house. And uh, so it was, it was a new environment. Maybe that had something to do with it. And I wasn't meaning to do it, but I had been up late studying, researching for the next episode. And I just, I unintentionally put myself in this very relaxed state physically relaxed my mind was still going though and i think that's the key and i just felt like i was falling asleep and then and then it was kind of like a waking up like because i i was still uh, conscious in my head like i was thinking and i could feel my body falling asleep but in my head i'm still having this ongoing conversation like why i should be asleep right now my body's asleep why am i talking i'm talking to myself blah 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 and then i was like you know what I wonder if this is the state. Can I do this? And and I did. And I I thought the words, you know, like roll out to your left. I did. It was like a Russia energy. It was crazy. It was always a, a realization that I was out of my body, though. It was right next to me. I could sense it right next to me. Mm. And then I got scared and I rolled back in. And that was it. That, that's all that happened. I stared at carpet. Don't go too far. You want to get back in. You'll be locked yeah. out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I've never had anything like that. I think... Um... The, the the only weirdest thing I've had like that is my uh, sleep paralysis, and I've I used to experience it when I was a teenager. I had it quite a lot to the point where my mum took me to the doctors because she said, you know, have a look at him. I think he's going bonkers. But uh, it was just growing up hormones, that sort of stuff. That's what he put it down to. And I mm-hmm. experienced it again um, a, a few years, like maybe a few years ago, and uh, it was uh, it was completely full on, where it actually felt like a person. A giant person was was basically on my back, pushing me down in the bed, like holding me. I could oh. feel I could feel the knees in my back, my lower back, and I could feel these these Hulk hands around my wrists. I could feel the fingers of pressure on my skin. It was bizarre, and I I kind of knew what it was, and I just thought I've just I just need to relax, and I did, and it lasted about fifteen seconds. And the the feeling, it was almost like whatever it was just evaporated away and it was gone and I was able to yeah. move. But I used to get it when I was younger where I'd wake up and I, I physically paralyzed. I could not move, but my brain, my mind, I was awake and I was looking around. I couldn't move and it was terrifying because I, I didn't know what was happening and I couldn't, I couldn't speak. 
Uh, I couldn't do anything apart from just look around the room. And I always had a feeling that there was something in the room with me, but I couldn't, mm. I couldn't see it. Uh, mm-hmm. I would like trying hard to look in the dark, you know, what's there, but you're a kid. You, I don't know. You just, you know, you just go back to sleep and that's what happened. And I just, it was weird, but I, I've never had those. I never had like that, what you had just explained. I know of people that have had something like that happen to them and they've had mm-hmm. a, um, I know someone that, practiced uh, lucid dreaming where they were able to regularly go to sleep and then wake up in the dream and take control of the dream uh yeah and they would yeah. tell I've me such weird stories well i think i've only maybe i've lucid dreamed once or twice uh not intentionally um where i had a dream and i was in a dream and I, I realized that I was in a dream because I was, uh, I was stood on the, on the coast of a, of a shore where the sea was coming in. It was like blue sea. It was a warm day and there was a great big, really, really tall white, uh, like lighthouse, but it was super tall. It was like a skyscraper. And there was a, there was a girl right at the top leaning out the window talking to me and I could hear her perfectly. And I was thinking to myself, how can I hear that person when they're so high up? And then I thought to myself, hang on, am I dreaming? This is a dream. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. at that moment, I started to become aware that I could change things in my dream. But it was more of a, like a, like a dream dream. And then all of a sudden I woke up uh, and that was the end of that game over. Apparently while, while you're lucid dreaming, you're, you're never supposed to ask what what date or time it is <laughs> really i've heard some pretty creepy stories <laughs> yeah where, where like the characters in your dream every you know it's like the screeching of the record and everybody just turns and looks at you and you suddenly feel not welcome in your own dream <laughs> so they suddenly become aware that you're aware that you're dreaming yeah yeah, like their characters meant to play a part in your dream. Like uh, it, it, it goes into this whole other thing where you're like, okay, is 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 this like a back room of my mind? Is, is am I part wow. of a simulation? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. There's some. So, creepy, if you're if you're on TikTok, you gotta you gotta check out some of the lucid well, dreaming stuff. They, I've got to say, I I have dipped my toe into the TikTok as you've seen, <laughs> and mm-hmm. uh, I just it, it's just I mean I thought Instagram was uh, uh so much going on. But TikTok's another beast altogether. It's, it's, a totally... it's like being in a video game, yeah. 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 <laughs> it, it's just so much media being thrown at you all the time, constant. Yeah. You know, stop. Yeah. You, you said something there uh, regarding lucid dreaming and, you know, those in your dream becoming aware that you're dreaming. I mm-hmm. uh, watched something the other week about when I brought up AI earlier. I was going to say it, but I, I don't know why I didn't say it, but... Um, it, it individual uh they've they've created a a video game and if you're f- listeners out there if you're familiar with gta it's a little bit like that apart from it's more of a uh, a simulation of um npcs people programs in a dream but what these mm-hmm. programs are they're programmed with ai so they are within the, within the program within the simulation they are to a to a certain degree they are sentient so they know what they are. Uh, they're in the program. To them, in the program, they are in a, a cityscape. That's where they live. They have a life. They have yeah. a backstory um, and all that stuff. Well, this individual, he goes into the simulation, right? And he can walk around. Mm-hmm. It's just like, you know, it's third person, first person, third person. You're walking around and you can go up to these NPCs, which are uh, non-player characters. So they are going about their, you know, their their business um and you you can strike up strike up conversations with them and he goes up to one of them and starts to say you know hey and having a chat and he says do you know you're not real and and the the ai the the npc is like what are you talking about of course i'm real i'm stood here talking to you and then he's saying do you know that this all of this is a program and you're crazy what are you talking about and i thought to myself wow, that's kind of like a dream where everything in the dream is so real. And yeah, it's 
I'll have to send you the video. It's 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 just, it's yeah, I, yeah, that sounds so familiar. I think I saw something very similar to it. Uh, but doesn't that 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 automatically makes me start thinking about our own existence? And I, we we won't go way deep because it, it gets deep fast. But yeah. just our own existence, like, are we just that on another level? You know, totally. Like you were saying before, just going about our our business, our days, like the ladybird. You know, yeah, doing what what, what we're programmed to do. Never thinking the wiser. Are the aliens us in this situation? Well, yeah. Coming, Are they coming in? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know you're not real humans? Yeah. Do you know? <laughs> Are they the ones holding the like the gamepad, playing the game? Yeah. And are we the ones in the giant Earth is just a giant Xbox? Ugh, existential dread in three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> so Earth is just a giant Xbox. And they've all got like Game Pass Ultimate so that we're on the cloud yeah. and we're just playing a part. This this whole life that we're leading is just a it's just it's just a line of code. Just we're just lines of code doing our thing. It's weird, though, because um, I was quite into the the simulation theory. Um, uh -huh. I read a lot about it um, and uh, actually I spoke to Tom about it. We had a little bit of a conversation about it. Uh, I think it was the last episode we did. But um, I think that the simulation theory, it does have some interesting points. Some of it is a bit out there. Um, when you start to talk about uh, quantum theory and all that stuff, you, you, you kind of, it's very easy to get lost and go down, as you say, go down a rabbit hole. But mm -hmm. when you look at some people's thoughts on, if you pull back everything and look at the nature, okay, nature is... I'm not a physicist, okay, and I'm going to do it in my own very basic way. But if you look at nature, nature is kind of built on patterns and mathematics and equations. Right. So if you look, if you go beyond that and go and do a deep dive on, you know, a snowflake, if you look at a snowflake and then you think to yourself the way that it's made up and then you go beyond that and go into the crystals that make up that snowflake. And then, you, you know, everything is kind of interconnected. And then you start to think to yourself, maybe this is, maybe this is right. Maybe this is, maybe this is the code. Maybe this mm -hmm. is, you know, if you mathematically, everything digital is ones and zeros. Maybe that's what we are. Maybe in, not in the sense of uh, that rudimentary, but in a more grander scale. But then again, you know, what, what, it's, it's an amazing simulation. If it is, yeah. it's pretty yeah. amazing. But then again, if you think about it, if you was to ask an AI in a simulation that did you know that you're in a simulation because it's part of the simulation, it, it wouldn't know because everything around it to them is as real, real as it can be because that's, yeah. that's what they perceive. And if we go back to aliens, ghosts, Sasquatch, uh, all those things outside of um, our normal realms of existence when we see something like that maybe let's take for example I, I just use something as an example here maybe you go into an old house and you see a lady with a lantern and she walks out of a room walks into another room and you go in there and think oh you shouldn't be in my house uh, and they're gone and you think oh mm -hmm. what was that well mm -hmm. maybe maybe that what we perceive as a ghost isn't actually a ghost maybe that was a an event in time that happened or is happening at the same time as we are happening in the future. So all these timelines are happening at the same time, parallel, like train yeah. tracks. And that now and again, those train tracks intermingle because they're not like rigid. They're flowing and they kind of like washing. They touch each other now and again. And we're able to, for example, uh, when people go into, have had these, um, uh, examples when they go into like a village and go, oh, it's lovely. All the flowers, it was good of people, and it was, it looked like it was uh, a step back in time. And then they try and go to that village again, and it's the right rundown place, and all the shops are boarded up, and they're thinking, cool, oh, this place went downhill in a few months real fast. Well, maybe yeah. they did, you know, the classic cases that happened in Liverpool all those years ago, where, you know, individuals went into buildings and experienced places that were, seemed real at the time. But seemed a bit off, and yet when they went back there to experience them, they were different. And when they did the history and did research, they were as they perceived them at the time, 
but they would like that years ago. So I don't know. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah, the if if timelines uh you know are running parallel and they're somehow crossing or you know growing weaker at some point, so you're able to view them. Wouldn't that be cons- if if it's simulation? Wouldn't that be considered like a bug, a bug in the game? Well, if you think about it, yeah. I, so right. So if we let's 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 just be everything hypothetical. Okay, everything is okay. Uh, everything is hypothetical. Say that all of mm-hmm. history, right? All of history, all of um, mankind, even the cavemen and the dinosaurs, all of that, and the pterodactyls and all those things, are on a hard drive, on a on a mega hard drive, a database, a you know, a, a, a really magical SSD, a huge, huge thing, right? So mm-hmm. everything is there, and. Uh, everything can be played back you just like a you know like a like a computer you can skip to different parts and go and you know what re if you were the the you know if you were the person in charge the operator you were able to skip through different timelines and and replay them or watch them but if you're Mm -hmm. in that timeline live in that timeline you know you can't you're locked into that you know wherever you are like we are here now and we can only progress on that timeline by living it in real time but yeah. sometimes maybe sometimes there is fragmentation and so you know that data gets mixed up a little bit along the way and that we are able you know to perceive something maybe in the past or in the future things that maybe not have happened yet or possibilities of the future events that may happen because there are cases out there where people have had um experiences of things that have maybe happened in or coming in the future and they've experienced something similar to it might not be exactly the same but that it usually pans out that it's something that was an a future event and not a past event so mm-hmm. maybe maybe it's that maybe that we are on a, a giant memory bank somewhere uh you know and it's all right fair enough i mean it's pretty kind of it's kind of out there and yeah there are people out there that would think it was complete nonsense and there are other people out there that would you know entertain the idea i'm i'm very open-minded to it because i think that sometimes isn't it weird right sometimes i don't know about you maybe i'm not the only one don't you do things sometimes right right there's a few things in my life that i've done and I, i for example not every time i've put something down somewhere and i know I know that I've put it in a certain place. I'm mm-hmm. not going bonkers. I know I've put it in a certain place. I come back and it's not there, right? And then, mm-hmm. I don't know, 20 minutes later or whatever, I'll come back and it's where I put it. And I think, hang on a minute, that wasn't there 20 minutes ago. Another thing that happens that in my life that I've experienced is, have you ever had that moment where you look at a clock and the second hand's ticking, and you look at it for that split second, and it's almost like the second hand has stopped, and then it starts again. Have you never had that experience? Hmm. No. These I, little I mean, things. I haven't had that. Had, yeah, yeah. Like kind of glitches. Yeah. 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 It, yeah I've had, I've these had little glitches like that, that you, mm-hmm. that you, uh, for example, um, the most recent one was I was walking, I saw a person who crossed the road in front of me right and i'm on a road that i can see all the way down and there are no side roads it is a straight road i'm walking down the road i see a person cross the road i put i look down to my pocket to get something out of my pocket and i I, you know my phone or whatever it was my wallet i look up the person's nowhere to be seen where did that person go yeah yeah what did i what was that I don't know. I don't know. But you know what? Try, try, try this one on first. I just uh, learned about this, this glitch. This was happening uh, like a couple of months ago. Did you hear the stories about folks who were talking about like having a very unique uh, possession, just something singular, like, like one was a mother talking about these special pair of shoes that she had for her daughter. And she'd gotten them at like a thrift store secondhand, like years ago, blah, 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 blah. 
And I, I think the story was like she, she went in like looking for him or whatever and found a second pair exactly the same, scuffed up the same, exactly the same. She's like, I remember I specifically bought these secondhand. They're old, you know, uh -huh. secondhand yeah. at the thrift store years ago. And people are talking about this like it, it's, it's just another glitch in the matrix, so to speak. But yeah, people like finding an exact replica of something that they already own that they know, they know for a fact, I only ever had one. And yeah. here's this copy. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like the the more it makes sense, the more something makes sense, the less it makes sense, and vice versa. <laughs> I'll tell you a little okay. ghost story. Um, this is from uh, one of Peter Underwood's uh, books. Uh, it, basically, it's a story of a couple who move into a a home, and people say, "Oh, you know, there's a ghost there, haunted," and they're like, "No, no, no, there's no ghosts here." And everything's fine. Everything's fine. Uh, one evening, they, uh, they're awoken in the middle of the night. And they can hear someone outside their house. They're in the middle of nowhere. They can hear someone outside their house. Uh, like uh, the front door area. And then they can hear someone trying the front door. And uh, they're like, oh, what the, who the, who's that? So they open the, the window, their bedroom window, which is at the front of the house. And they look out. They can't see anything. It's pitch black. No one there. And uh, they go downstairs. They have a look. Now all the doors locked. They've got all the doors all locked up. So they go back to bed and just think, ah, I don't know. Maybe it was a cat or something. I don't know. Uh, next day, right, they get a knock at the door. And there's a chap at the door. And he's saying, uh, uh, would I, my father uh, used to live in this house. Uh, can, would you mind if I came in? And had a look around because it's my own, my own family home. And I was little when I lived here, but I don't remember it. And they're like, yeah, yeah, come on in. Have a look around. Chap's having a look around and the lady's like, would you have a cup of tea? And, and he's like, yeah, I like a cup of tea. So they sat down in the front room. And uh, he's just saying, you know, are you happy you had a look around? Yeah, it's lovely. I, 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 nice to come and see it because my, my dad used to live here and it was our old family home and stuff. And... um. He said, uh, is it, you know, have you ever had anything weird happen here? And they're like, oh, no, no, no. And uh, they, they said, uh, he said, well, the weird thing was, he said, I wanted to come today uh, and, uh, and see the house because I had a dream last night. I dreamt that I came and visited this house and I tried to get in, but the door was locked. Mm. Is that weird or what? <laughs> <laughs> that's cool though i, li I like that story <laughs> isn't that weird yeah i mean did yeah. he vis did he visit the house as a ghost who knows <laughs> he i don't know astral projecting i don't know uh, but he was able to affect physical you know the yeah. physical environment in his dream yeah. in his dream yeah. he dreamt that he came to the house in his dream yeah. and that he 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 come to the front door he walked up to the front door and he tried to open it but the door was locked and of course the couple. <laughs> the night before early in the morning heard someone yeah. walking outside their house and somebody tried the door that's weird Ooh, yeah i don't know some some wires got crossed there or something that's weird yeah <laughs> bizarre anyway um any final thoughts uh kristen i think that we've uh i think we've had a good old uh chat this uh episode and i yeah it was a good good conversation it always is with you so what's your um I'm, I'm keen to find out i know you've only just started this uh season how many more seasons have you got before this kind of volume how do you how do you work it out now with your with your episodes oh like like how many episodes yeah. per season yeah. Uh, well, you know, the longer I go, um, the more they grow. <laughs> so like the first season I ever did was like nine episodes. And I was like, boy, that's a lot. Uh, fast forward to the UFO season ended up being like, oh, 30, 30 something episodes. So who the heck knows? I, I'm hoping to wrap up Bigfoot, uh, sometime around March or April next year. But, you know, I, I, you fall down these rabbit holes and you find all new, all new directions to go. So who knows? I'm just going to, I'm going to ride it till the wheels come off. Aaron. Will you, uh, will you be doing a, um, a Christmas episode? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'm, I'm 
trying to figure out just something special. Like I'd kind of like to make it like Bigfoot oriented, maybe something on the Yeti or like these white Sasquatches that people report seeing. That's kind of cool. Uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll do something special. Are you? Um, what I'm going to do most probably is Tom and I will do a um, a Christmas episode on something a bit weird. Uh, I'm not sure yet. I'm not sure what yet. Um, uh, I, I maybe some Christmas, you know, stories. Um, I'm not sure. I, I'm. I want to do something, but I'm. I'm not sure what we're going to do yet. I'm. It's going to be a surprise. That's all Ooh, I can say. It might be, be. It be a surprise. That's that's all I can say. <laughs> it just. Well, is. I was. I was. I was thinking uh, about doing another live stream like I did for Halloween, but man, that took it out of me my life force left my body <laughs> it's, it's hard work isn't it i mean it's so some hard, people think yeah. oh it's just it's just pushing a few buttons isn't it? that's all you're doing no 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 it's more it's more involved than that yeah, i know yeah, you're you're running a tv show back here yeah, okay you're I, on the board no? i want to do a um i really want to do a round table uh where you know we get a group of us like you and a few other people together and like uh mm-hmm. in this you know in in the stream and we all we 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 all taking questions from all our listeners we get all our mm-hmm. listeners involved because they all got to come they got to come up with the questions and 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 then we we aren't we all have a go at answering them and out and oh, giving our thoughts that. so it yeah, and then we discuss I, I love that idea yeah I'm down so ev- do all, everyone that's involved has to get their listeners involved because it's the listeners that have to come up with the questions we don't it's down to them and we have to answer them or give a you know give an opinion on what they're asking but yeah Absolutely. but it's as you said it's a it's a lot of work it's a lot of work boy yeah yeah and you don't know like i'd never live streamed before i did this one and i announced it a month before and you you know because you helped me mm. <laughs> i i did a 911 to reeves a couple of weeks <laughs> beforehand i was like reeves i don't know how to live stream i don't know how to run Streamyard. help me and he did and yeah yeah that was so wonderful and i i appreciate it so much bud but yeah it's uh it was very unexpected there, there's there's a relief and kind of a pride after you do something like that but, you know, it gives you a whole new appreciation for people who are doing it weekly. My yeah. goodness. Weekly. Our buddies over at Nocturnal Frequency, like, yeah. you know, they, they knock them out. Weekly, daily, it's, uh, it is a technique. And it, you, have yeah. got a, you, you have got to learn, you know, you've got to learn the craft uh, and get good at it because there's so many amazing streamers out there that I've got all the, the bells and whistles. And, okay, there are... I mean, I'm amazed sometimes, some of these podcasts out there, how many people are involved. You know, it's not just one person. There's, they've got a team of people. They've got researchers. They've got graphic design. They've got sound. They've got audio and, you know, it, the marketing. It's, it's a, it is literally a, a cast of people to put an episode together. And, you know, that's when you get up to that level. It's a, full, it's a full-time gig, you know. Yeah, but yeah. But it's like anything. It, it, you when you when you're doing it like we're doing it and where we're doing it off our own solo it's a lot of work you have to there's a lot of planning you have to you le- you've got to really got to learn the software and you've got to learn the technique and it's all starting from the beginning when i did my first uh live stream oh, i can't even remember when i did it it was a couple of years ago um can you believe that that i've been doing paratalk now uh for just over 2 years on my own that's bonkers. Yeah, That's, yeah. And yeah. you were the you, you. I think you were the first person I did with a live stream with. I think so. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. I, I remember ago. that. And that was so ner- uh, Reef, That was nerve wracking because <laughs> I don't think I had live streamed with anybody no. before. <laughs> a lot of firsts with you, bud. God, that's bonkers. <laughs> but I'll tell you what, though, uh, there there are plans in the works here because I I do uh, you know mo- most podcasters, most of them are doing live streaming so i'm like yeah. you know what it's I'm where it's at. Do it is yeah. I, I, in the new year i have had um uh listeners ask me if i'm going to be doing any uh like video content or any live stream content uh and i'd like to do it i, I really do enjoy uh doing live stuff and i do enjoy broadcasting in a more uh relaxed way where you don't 
you have a script of what you want what you want to cover but you don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to stick to it it's more of a a, f- um, a, a fluid thing where yeah. you can go and yeah. chat about stuff and wherever it goes wherever it takes you if you want to talk about ghosts talk about ghosts you want to talk about aliens or, or or haunted video games go down that road you know it doesn't matter because uh, you know it, it always wherever you go it will it will be interesting uh, so, but it is also important to have the right sort of people to do the episodes with and because that creating that dynamic where you know everyone brings something different to the table um i did i, I was planning uh it was summertime i was planning on doing a, a like a monthly episode paratalk live once a month and it's still on the table but mm-hmm. i think it's a project like yourself it's a project for the new year where i want to go into that uh because you know that's where it's that's where it's at isn't it it is yeah yeah and the sky is the limit with something like that so we, we'll, we'll we'll have to get there yeah mm. <laughs> keep me posted in the new year yeah, yeah. i want to see your progress yeah uh, fingers crossed anyway um <laughs> thanks for everybody for listening um sorry for all my waffling i do go on but uh thanks for listening give us a like um uh, a share wherever wherever that might be on whatever podcast host that you might find me on or uh you know or youtube or wherever it, it might be um remember uh, to check out the links of this episode because Kristen's podcast uh, will be on there. Soon there'll be links for you to get to her podcast. And remember that uh, Kristen's podcast is quite unique because if you really do like a particular topic, then uh, she really sort of starts at the top and goes all the way down, drills down. So it's a, a kind of a multi-level uh, kind of uh, kind of episode where it's not just one episode about something. You've got multiple episodes and multiple uh, hours, really, of content. So, you know, that's your thing. Uh, go and listen to her. But and once again, Kristen, thanks for joining me. You'll be back uh, at some point. Uh, I know you're going to be busy for the, the rest of uh, this year. This this year's nearly over, so um, I'm sure you'll be back in 2024. It is 2024 next year. Yeah, it's 2024 uh, where we'll maybe team up and do something. So uh, thanks again. Thanks for everybody listening. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.